Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. We are rolling through the offseason roster deep dive. Today, we are talking linebackers. I am your host, Jackson McCurry, and joining me, as usual, is Mr. Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Um, and yeah, we're, we're on to an exciting show. And people wouldn't guess it, but if you actually look back at the last two years of all five of the defensive units, which ones actually played the best, it's going to be linebackers. Yeah, and it's always a fascinating thing because every offseason it's like, well, we need to upgrade linebacker. We need to you know, look at linebackers and free agency or the draft. And it was like the last couple of years it's been – I mean, and you look at this, we're looking at this from a PFF standpoint, but even on the field, like watching it, like the linebackers have been solid, whether it's in coverage, whether it's tackling, whether it's stopping the run, you can't complain too much about the linebacking position. Um, the last couple of years that Barry and company have put together. Yeah. Sometimes they face a lot more of the run than they should because the defensive tackles are so bad. Um, but that's been the only real issue. Um, and you can't expect hey, you have Bobby Wagner and Luke Keekley there. If you've got nothing at defensive tackle, they're going to have some problems as well. Um, so, yeah, it's very much there is no been no do-it-all um, superstar in there that you're going to put on the field for nearly like 100% of snaps. Your Luke Keekley, your Bobby Wagners, um, Ray Lewis, um, any of those super, superstars. But... That doesn't matter. Um, Woods and whoever is making the decisions to sub, because I've not read who who that really sits with on the team. Um, they're, they're getting it right the vast majority of the time. And it, it, it reminds me very much of the Patriots running back room. Of They go cheap, but they go, everyone's got a skill set and a job. And they know exactly what job they're doing. You're not asking Tacky Tacky to go into coverage. You're not asking do just do what they shouldn't be doing and hey we'll touch on him later but mac wilson has had a phenomenal year he's done a lot less but he's been really 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 good at that yeah absolutely we'll definitely get to mac and the rest of the linebackers but jack we look at this 2020 they had six linebackers in the room 2021 they technically had seven but it was only because Jacob Phillips was injured for the majority of the 2021 season but jack it's it's safe to say that going into 2022 if anybody starts making their roster projections following the draft, pencil in six linebackers, maybe five, but it seems like six has been the trend for the Browns, and it seems to be that'll be the trend for 2022 as well. 
Yeah, so I've always made the case of I'd like five, but the reason why the Browns keep six is purely because of special teams. So um, they play a lot of linebackers on their special teams unit, and, and that is a trend around the league um, just because of they're more mobile, et cetera, than some other positions, and they give you a nice balance. Um, with these roster numbers, they were done from the final 53 um, and where that cut down happened. So technically... Jacob Phillips was on the 53 purely so he could be moved to IR um, this season. So that's why there's seven. Um, but yeah, if you're making a prediction, it's six linebackers in the room. Um, and just to sort of talk about their roles, um, no one's playing, as we said, sort of 100% star. Um, but the habit they've tried to have is the one guy that is the, the main linebacker that will play majority of snaps. Um, then sort of three rotational guys and then sort of two special teams depth guys that ideally won't really play much, but you're going to get injuries across the season, people having to step up and do different stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's very much one or three and a two. Um, and that's the way they've structured it the last two years. And when you look at the snap counts from last year, there was, you'd see that everybody was kind of playing in situational roles the way you mentioned at the top of the show. Walker, JOK, Malcolm Smith, they were the only three linebackers to play more than 400 snaps, while his Taki Taki, Wilson, Phillips, and Lee all pl- played 285 snaps or less. So when you get away from the top three, which Walker, JOK, and Smith were throughout 2021, you've seen like Taki Taki was more for run stopping. Mac Wilson was uh, more in a coverage role. Same with Jacob Phillips once he returned from his injury late in the season. So you know, we have guys in this linebacker room, like you said, like kind of like the Patriot way, like just be a star in your role and do your specific job. Yeah. And if we look at the total number, there was 1,120 um, defensive snaps for the team last season. And roughly on average on the field, it was about two linebackers per snap. So someone like JOK is more or less dead on with played 50% of snaps. So we're not talking about someone that is dominating the snap count by any means. Um, I think going into the final week of the season, it was one or two games he'd played over 90% of snaps um, because obviously he developed across the season. But you're you're probably never going to see a guy... JOK might develop into that purely because of the luck of the way he fell in the draft, but that's not their sort of MO. They are not looking for your stud linebackers because they don't want to invest big money or big draft assets in it. Um, it was purely chance that he dropped. It was, it was more that they actually wanted. Um, they weren't expecting JOK to be there when they picked and uh, more went, so they went and took JOK. Yeah, and we'll start right with JOK because... Um, and I remember draft night vividly. We were all in a Zoom party um, when the second round was going on. And when he fell, kept falling, we were all saying, Browns need to go get him. The Browns need to go get him. Then it was like, I think pick 52. We managed to trade ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think we're going to take him. And the Browns got to steal the draft. JOK was a stud. Um, you know, he graded out very well overall. Um, he had his boom and buzz performances like one week he'd have an elite great second he dipped down obviously as a rookie we don't expect you to be a consistent like pro bowl all pro caliber player but jok showed plenty of flashes you're penciling him in as a starting linebacker i think everyone else would agree and you know 
the potential this this kid has going forward, uh, I think the sky is the limit for him in terms of what he can do in this defense and as a linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, so I think that sort of projection for him is, hey, can he play about 75? If he's healthy all season, can he play about 75% of snaps? Um, I don't think he'll get over that just because of his build, what they're going to ask him to do. Um, and there'll be times when it's, it's not quite him they need in that package. Um, but that is, if he plays 75% of snaps, he's dominantly the number one linebacker in this um, way we play defense. Um, and I, I think that's where they'll be aiming for. So, uh, no, I, I'm really excited for what he's going to offer. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. If he continues his trend of what the Browns want to do, because they're not a team that wants to invest in linebacker, but suddenly if you've got a guy that plays at that level across three years, well, you're in a really tough decision. Um, and that that's going to be exciting to see. So um, deliver two more years and they'll hopefully try get a, an early deal done that is beneficial um, for both sides. But, it, it it's going to be awkward. Yeah, I think so too, because, you know, if he does continue to project the way we expect him to, you know, coming up in two years when he would be eligible for a contract extension, how would the Browns operate that? Because they haven't invested major money into a linebacker um, and they tend to spread it out across the entire room. Would JOK be the exception? You know, the way we talked about last year about paying running backs, well, Nick Chubb is an exception just because he's an elite talent. If JOK is an elite talent at the linebacker position, maybe the Browns say, hey, you know, in a couple of years, we could get out of potentially a Denzel Ward contract or a Miles Garrett contract or somebody else on the defense, and we'll invest that money into a JOK. He's only played one season. We'll see how he goes as the years go on, but it's safe to say the Browns have a solid foundation at the linebacker position in JOK. Yeah, no, it's a really, really nice position there. Um, it's a lot of young dudes in the room, and um, he, he has really stepped up. Um, there, there's been some nice contributions from lots of people, but he has the projection to go and be a top 10, top 12 linebacker in the league, which uh, is incredibly exciting. So when we look at the other linebacker, potentially the starter, you have it as a question mark. I know some people will say, well, we could bring back Anthony Walker. Some people want to pencil in Jacob Phillips, but there's a question mark right now because Anthony Walker is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we'll get to Jacob Phillips, but the, obviously the injury concerns are there. Um, Jack, if you were Andrew Barry or someone in that front office, how would you approach this spot and the rotational as a rotational linebacker and theoretically the second starting linebacker potentially? Yeah, so lots of people have, have spoke to on Twitter have said, hey, I feel Jacob Phillips will be in that spot. The reason why I just, I think they'll probably like Jacob Phillips, I, I can't build a roster around relying on Jacob Phillips to step up and play. If we look across two whole seasons, he's played 367 snaps. That is a massive, massive problem because if you're relying on him to start, well, if he goes down the what some middle linebacker we've picked up in the sixth round this year in the draft starts instead. It, it just creates a real, real issue. So I just feel you need someone much more solid and yeah, you're not betting as much on the upside because Jacob Phillips probably has a lot more upside than some other players, but I, I think it has to be a free agent. Um, that's where my gut's going. Um, and yeah, I, I think you bring back Anthony Walker. Um, 
I just think it's an easy decision to make. Um, he, he wasn't anything that special this year, but he was just okay. Um, but you've got to have more protection. If Jacob Phillips was healthy all season, then I, I feel we can project that in and really ask that question. But he wasn't shining um, when he got his opportunity. So I just think you need another middle linebacker in on the roster that you can rely on to step up. And it might not be Anthony Walker. They might do what they did this year and they won't rush it. It's not going to be a day one free agency signing and they're going to throw a load of money at it. They could easily sit there and wait into sort of the first week of free agency through that and then go, right, there's this one player that is no one's really made a great offer to. Go on, we'll offer him a couple of million and we'll just bring that person in. Um, won't be Malcolm Smith. They don't need that skill set. Um, it's definitely going to be a Mike. There's the outside chance they could draft someone in the third round. Um, but yeah, to be fair, that that is a route they could go. Um, and it could be a Jacob Phillips third round pick sort of hybrid fight. There's a little bit of risk there. Um, but hey, as a team, they do chase upside. Yeah, I, I liked Anthony Walker. I thought he was good. He's solid in coverage, solid tackler. He did, you know, he did miss some. PFF says he missed 11 tackles, but I thought he was solid. You know, I thought he fit well in that linebacker room. He obviously was also the signal caller. So bringing him back could have some continuity there on the defensive side of the ball. He made $3 million last year. I don't know what he'd be asking for in free agency. Maybe you bump it up to four. Maybe you give it three with some incentives. But um, I don't see Malcolm Smith coming back. He is getting older. Maybe the Browns go look at another veteran, perhaps. Um, like you said, maybe they draft someone in the middle rounds. But uh, if if it was me, I'd try to bring Walker back. He's still young. He was productive. Seemed like he was a good leader on that defensive side of the ball. Um, teammates seem to like him so that would be my option it would be to bring walker back but we know how these the browns uh front office operates so uh they have a price i'm sure walker will try to go get something else in free agency so we'll see yeah and i don't think it's one they're going to rush into a deal they don't need no. walker per se it's not one where they're going to be upset if he leaves they they probably like him to stay um so yeah i i think they'll give him a number he'll go have a look and they're not going to worry if he takes two, three days to get back to him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it will set up nicely. My gut says there's a more than 50% chance of Walker's back. Um, but if you're looking at free agency, don't look at any of the big names at linebacker. Wait for some obscure person or someone just to be still there. Um, but very much looking at the mic. If they're going to spend some money, it'll be on the mic, not on the any other positions. So looking at other linebackers in the room you penciled in Sione Taki Taki as someone uh who you think will be back in 2022 obviously he's coming up on his last year um you know he is the Sam linebacker last year he has put together three solid seasons already and this was a third round pick uh by John Dorsey one of the few picks that Dorsey actually nailed uh during his time as Browns GM um I don't think Taki Taki's long term just because like we talked about how they invest in the linebacker position um, unless it's a deal that they just can't pass up that like Taki Taki says, Hey, you know, we like it here. Uh, we know you guys, we know his role in the defense. We know he's familiar with everything. Um, but I think if he has another solid season, Jack, like you, he's going to go cash in in free agency and he'll probably get a solid deal just because he's excellent in his role as the Sam linebacker. 
Yeah, it's one that who knows what that market would be, what one and a half, two million that they would happily keep him around for. He's probably going to get that somewhere else um, with maybe an opportunity to start a little bit more. Maybe a Seattle that is just weird and outdated and plays three linebackers a lot. Um, but yeah, he, he's been solid. And that is it. You don't need every third round pick to turn into a superstar. Um, if you get a third round pick and they are a solid contributor for their entire career, that that's a that's a good pick. Um, so no, can't, you can't fault him. He he does stuff, um, whatever you need, and he he fills a role for the team. So um, I think it's unlikely he's going to be back past this season. But hey, you never know. If the market's not there next year. They find Phillips maybe steps up to replace Walker and they say to him, hey, we've got a couple of million we can throw around at someone. Do you want to come back? We'll give you, what, five million over two years, um, which is sort of maybe 2.25 in the first year and a 2.75 million team option in the second. Um, that, that could easily be a way that they go um, just to say, why not? If, you, if you're able to keep going cheaper in the room and the one person you pay a little bit of money to is Tacky Tacky over two years, I'm okay with that. And he's definitely earned it because he's gotten better every year, especially last year. Got better. Ta- I thought he was better tackling, and he took a big jump in coverage. From what I had seen, and PFF backs it up, his coverage grade jumped up 30 points from 2020 to 2021. So I think Tacky Tacky is getting better, uh, whether it's here, here or he's with some other team, once he hits free agency next year, Taki Taki is going to be a solid linebacker, I think, in the NFL for years to come. Uh, we've mentioned Jacob Phillips a couple times already. Um, I think people like what they see out of Jacob Phillips. There's a reason he was a third-round pick uh, in 2020. Um, obviously, rookie season got wiped out through injury. Then he tears his bicep in camp uh, in 2021. And, you know, usually an injury like that, Jack, he you're gone for the year. But he managed to come back towards the end of the season. Um, he had a great game against Cincinnati. Granted, it was against the backups, but you know, there's, there was, a, you know, there's a gleam that Phillips can be a big contributor, but the, at the end of the, the end of the day, the best available, the best ability is availability. And for Phillips, he's got to stay healthy or unfortunately, whatever role or vision the Browns have for him on defense, he'll never get to have because he can't stay on the field. Yeah, it's, it's the real issue with him of like, you just, you want to see him put it together over a season. Um, and hey, the Browns would love nothing more. Say they bring Walker back for a year and then he's the sort of backup Mike, but they'll get snaps there. Um, and he does well, then they can sit there and go, right, we're actually going to elevate you next year and we'll give you you that role and let's see what you can do. And either set yourself up for a nice free agency payday or the Browns will go, hey, we, we can pay someone for two years. We don't have to pay Joe, okay, for a while. So, um, yeah, they would love nothing more than he had had a good season last year and they go, right, you are linebacker too. Um, it's a lot of speed there. Um, but it, I just I think they'll be scared to trust him all the way um, just because you don't know where his body's going to break down next. Yeah, for sure. I mean – the, if they keep him in a limited role like they have with, you know, Taki Taki and Wilson, maybe he can, you know, impact the game in that way. But I don't see them, you know, banking on him to be like, you're going to be our, our Mike next to JOK. And, you know, 
we'll see what happens. Uh, I like Phillips from everything I've seen, but I just need him to stay healthy um, because I see the potential in his game. But it's just if he can't stay healthy, then the Browns need to obviously have a backup plan at the ready just in case he does go down with an injury again. Um, so looking at the depth linebackers, uh, Mac Wilson, we'll talk about him because I think a lot of us thought he wasn't going to make the team in 2021. He did. And he carved out a role and he was great in that role, whether it was on special teams or, and he only played 193 snaps on defense, but he was phenomenal. Second best special teamer, second best linebacker, according to pro football focus. Unfortunately, this year might actually be the end of Mac Wilson because, and I think this is his second time Mac's salary has taken a jump because of the proven performance escalator. He did it in his rookie year. He got a pretty significant bonus. And then this year, he got $1.5 million bonus coming on to his 2022 salary. So Jack, you know, we all kind of thought maybe Mac would be a lock, but now since he's gotten this, essentially this bonus, it's not looking likely that Mac Wilson will be around for the Browns in 2022. Yeah. So Mac Wilson qualified for this purely based on the amount of snaps he played in the first year. Um, so every year players, so there's a normal salary cap and then, based on the amount of snaps everyone plays, they, they get a little bit of extra money from the league, which isn't counted on the salary cap. And he obviously got a substantial amount in year one because he played so much. And the issue is where he played so much, his base salary should have been around 1 million is now like 2.5. And if he was on 1 million, he is a lock. Um, he is probably the second safest Maybe I would put him ahead of um, a Taki Taki who you could potentially trade off. I don't think it will, but there's that sort of option. Whereas Mac Wilson did great stuff and he would have been written in pen, linebacker five, done. Um, But I just don't think they'll want to pay two and a half million for it. Um, If it was a case of paying one million for it, great. And who knows, it could be a case that he'll probably be here through camp. I don't think it's one they'll rush into because none of that increase is guaranteed. So you can just cut him and walk away. They could say to him, hey, we want to offer you less than this. Um, We want to bring it down from, it should have been one, it's gone up to two and a half. Can we agree 1.5? And that might be the agreement that they come to with incentives for him to get it back up to two. Um, But I just, I don't think they'll want to keep him around at that number. And that's a real shame. And it could be they they draft someone or something else to come in and compete. And that could be a nice option for them of they sit there in the draft and if someone is there they like, they can go for it. But then if they don't like anyone, hey, we're paying Matt Wilson an extra million that we wanted. It's not the end of the world. Um, we know what we can get out of him. So it's a shame. I, I get why these escalators are there to benefit players who overperform and are overused based on where they were drafted. But I'd also want him still here for a million. So it's not a death sentence, the the increase in the money, but it just makes it unlikely. Yeah, definitely. And he he was linked um, in trade rumors around the deadline. Um, I can't say, you know, according to our buddies at the OBR, um, after the season, Mac told Andrew Barry that he'd be open to a moving because he wants to go start. And I think Max earned that he's going into his fourth year. 
He's seemed to, he's gotten better. Now, granted, it wasn't a limited role, but he wants the opportunity to go start. It doesn't look like it's going to happen in Cleveland. If the Browns can get anything for him in a trade, whether it's a pick or a player that they can think can help them, then you make that deal. But like you, I think maybe he's around through camp at least, but that that extra million and a half could be beneficial for us in some other form or facet on the roster that can help this team get better. So while we like Mac, while we think he's gotten better, it's not looking likely that he'll be around with the Browns uh, going into 2022. So when you look at the other linebackers potentially that are left, you got Tony Fields and Elijah Lee, two guys that played special teams primarily. Tony Fields, I don't remember him playing all that much because he was drafted last year, dealt with injuries a lot. You know, there's a guy that, you know, this will be a guy we'll be watching in camp this year through OTAs to see if he can make a jump, if he can make a contribution. And then Elijah Lee's been solid in special teams. Um, it would be expected that, you know, these guys are going to come in and battle in camp. Maybe they bring in a late draft pick or an undrafted free agent to, to have them compete as well. But, you know, they could be those depth guys, guys that can help on special teams, guys that can help um, in a pinch that are good for a certain role, whether it's on run defense or in coverage. Yeah, they, they could take a punt anywhere at linebacker because if you look at the, the sort of, we know JOK is there, but behind that, if we're talking, hey, we've got Anthony Walker on a one-year deal, Taki Taki's only got one year left. You've got Phillips who he's got two years left, but health, who knows, you might just give up on it. Um, there's no reason they wouldn't go, hey, there's someone we like in the third round, pull, pull the trigger. Um, so it could easily be that early. Um, I think they'll bring back Elijah Lee um, because even if he doesn't make the roster, I think they'll just push happily have him for camp and then put him on the uh, practice squad. Um, so I'd expect him to be there um, because it's part of the impact will come on to what the defensive coordinator thinks, but a large factor of these two positions is going to be on what our special teams coaches think. So um I, I'm not putting too much weight on their defensive play. If they can stash someone in there who they get in, say, the third, fourth round and go, hey, you're going to play specials this year, but we're going to develop you, and then hopefully you'll step into one of them three rotational roles next year. That's a really nice position. But if it just ends up, hey, special teams, guys, that's all good. For sure. And, like, you know, looking at this linebacker room as a whole, I feel good about it going into 2022. Yeah, there could be some changes. But with JOK's upside and solid rookie year, the rest of the guys in that room, you know, they might add or subtract a couple guys. I feel good about this room overall, despite what some people say. I feel like the linebacker room has been very underrated the last couple of years, and I expect 2022 and going forward to be no different. Yeah, I, I, with the exception of JOK, we were never expecting any star power here, um, and that's perfectly fine. As long as your defensive coordinator knows what they're doing, which everything says Woods has done a fantastic job with how he uses linebackers and rotates them and everything else, it, it can work. Um, and no, kudos to him um, because it's not easy. They are, they are the middle line of the defense and um, you've really invested nothing in there and um, had two really, really good years. So um, no, well done. Well, we thank you all for listening to this episode. If you want to read about the linebacker room that Jack has written about, go to thedogland.com. It's our off-season, deep di- off-season roster deep dive series. We have covered 
every position group so far up to linebacker. We still have cornerback safety and special teams to go. Uh, so definitely check that out at the dogland.com. Jack, tell them where they can find you on Twitter. So you can find me on Twitter. It's at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-Y-N. And uh, no, thank you for everyone that's been enjoying the, the series. Um, it's been great fun. Yeah, we definitely thank you all for listening. Um, you know, we're, we're getting back into the swing of things with the podcast. Numbers have been good. Uh, go back and listen to any of our previous episodes as we've gone through each position group. Uh, as for me, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry08 and the Dogland at the Dogland. Until next time, Browns fans, as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.